It's Britney, bitch. Hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And you want more, we'll give you more. Because on the turntable this week, we have got Blackout by Britney Spears. At last! It's track by track, bitch. Yes, it is. You want to get Britney on your podcast? you got to work, bitch. It's taken us 102 episodes. We have been asked by the listeners for Brittany from about episode two. Finally, what, Will, why is it taking so long? Uh, we just had a lot of other music to talk about. And it's no reflection on Brittany. Brittany. Brittany Ferries. There's <laughs> <laughs> no reflection on her at all. Uh, it's just we've got a lot to get through, as I always say. Um, and that long list does not get any shorter. And, you know, we always often... Uh, kind of say this on twitter but if we haven't gotten to your favorite band your favorite album yet do bear with us we've got 102 episodes in and we definitely want to keep going yes we're not retiring just yet or we might announce that we're stopping it and then a year later do our reunion thing it's kind of it's the pop way isn't it if we wanted to be true to our pop friends then then we would do that uh, but Dan, I'm sure you've got enough fuel left in your tank to go another 100 episodes. Oh, just about, yeah. Or gin <laughs> in your tank. <laughs> well, yes, that's more than likely. And Will, so what has your relationship with Brittany been like? Because... Oh, we were just friends. <laughs> there was nothing going on. I heard that Crimea River was actually written about you and her. Um, are, you a, are you a big Britney fan? Are you a stan? Are you, do you, do you, have you listened to all of her albums? Do you own any of the albums? Yeah, so I was, I think like everyone, you, we got really swept up in that whole baby one more time, Britney at school, uh, and then it all kind of rolled on from there. I was a big fan at the time. I wouldn't say I was a super fan or a stan, mm. but I was definitely loved the music, and I think it was great pop music, um, and up to a point, it was that was always true, and we'll come on to talk about Blackout in a lot more detail, because that's the episode today, but you could argue that this was the pinnacle not for, not Britney as an individual, but in terms of her music, the production and sound of her music, in terms of how successful she was. Yeah. And it's, it's strange because, again, we'll get into more detail later with Blackout, but it came at a very strange time in her life. There's lots going on behind the scenes, but this is regarded as um, one of her favourite, or one of her fan favourite albums, I should say. Uh, and we obviously love it because it's the first one we're doing, of course there is a tenuous link and that is that it is 13 years since the release of Gimme More, uh, the lead single from the album. But um, yeah, like you will, I really liked her earlier stuff. I didn't own the first album, but I remember I did have albums two and three, particularly liked uh, the third album. But then this, I, I think Circus came, didn't it? Circus was album four and I kind of, that's when I kind of started to not really be into it as much but then this sound came and it felt like Britney was not just this pure princess of pop Britney was reinventing herself uh, and working with people that I did like who'd worked with other people 
Yeah, she really did push the envelope with this album. But we're jumping ahead. Let me give you a bit of background. So Britney Jean Spears, born in December 1981. I'm sure she wouldn't mind me sharing that. She was uh, first signed age 15 into a record contract. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, two years later, when she was 17, that Baby One More Time came out and catapulted her into the pop limelight. Dan, can you remember when that came out? Yeah, I distinctly remember being in my friend's bedroom and it was his, I think he'd just turned 11 or something like that and he'd got the CD single and in his bedroom it was just played on repeat. But yeah, everyone remembers first seeing that video for Baby One More Time, but also not just the video, the song. It is, obviously it's a Max Martin written track. Uh, it's one of his best ever, isn't it? And I remember seeing a home video of you in your mum's pub doing the karaoke to Baby One More Time, dressed up in the schoolgirl. Yep. And you even had a wig with the pigtails on. Yes. Well, no, that wasn't a wig. I grew my hair out, especially. Just for that one magical night. Yeah, because we, we planned it about two years before. We knew it was going to be a karaoke uh, around that time. So, yeah. And just some quick, some quick stats. Uh, she's had six number one albums, four number one solo singles, uh, countless awards collaborations uh acting yeah oh crossroads crossroads great film and she was in buffy the vampire slayer as well oh, oh she was in sabrina the teenage witch as well uh, uh and she's much loved and we still love her now i know she's not been without her problems you can't help but love her and you know what i think she's actually been one of those people during lockdown who's really tried to put out some content for her fans so good for her for that and a word on the album so blackout was the fifth album from britney Released in October 2007, uh, and it contains uh, a change of direction, a change in sound, a more mature pop sound. Uh, and it was also very acclaimed by critics. Uh, and again, as we said earlier, arguably the most critically acclaimed of her solo work. So, side one, track one. And it's Britney, bitch. It's Gimme More. Gimme More there, and what a iconic start. This was the lead single uh, from the album. Uh, the first time we heard a new sound from Britney, and I love this when it came out. Dancing away in the pubs and clubs, and also that opening line, it's Britney bitch. She meant business. She did, but also it's never gone away, has it? That's still, people still use that and quote that. It's a key line of hun culture, I think. And Long May It Rain as well. But yeah, likewise, I remember this song being everywhere. And I remember, because this came just after her breakdown, didn't it? And after she shaved her head, after she was thwacking those cars with her umbrella and whatnot. And rightfully so, because those paparazzi are right bastards. But um, uh, Diana. W w exactly, yeah. Um, Megan, now. This was, you know, is Britney going to be okay? Is her career going to survive? What's her music going to be like? You know, and... It was a very different sound. It was a darker sound. I remember the video looking quite cheap, I have to say. Uh, I think she had a wig on. How dare video. you? Well, no, I think she'd, she'd probably agree with me on that one. I think the fans would as well. Just a pole and the wig and her spinning around it. Probably a bit like you on the, in the Sometimes pubs Sometimes all you need is a wig and a pole. Yeah. 
Uh, it's actually, Dan, it's funny you should say that because a uh, quote from Nick Levine in Digital Spy uh, said, somehow out of personal chaos, pop greatness has emerged. Well, that's basically what I just said. He's just taking my words and... Yeah, but he's a professional writer. Well, what am I? So this, you know, I like the details. Well, this song was written with Nate Hills, Nate Danger Hills, uh, and James Washington, better known as Jim Beans. We've talked about these two a few times. They've worked with the likes of Nelly Furtado. They've worked with Justin Timberlake. Uh, and they've both worked on Duran Duran's Red Carpet Massacre album around, the, it was released actually around the time of Blackout as well. And the sounds are so similar. And I find that fascinating that, you know, Britney and Duran Duran having very similar sounds. It was also co-written with Kerry Hilson. Do you remember her? Yes. Uh, what track do you remember her for? Uh, the Way I Are. With Timberland. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic song. Uh, and also with Marcella Arrange. <laughs> Question for you. Did this single get to number one in the UK? I don't think it did. You're right. It got to number three. Feels like it. It just sounds like a number one, doesn't it? It does. And I wonder if it was because of the, I guess there was some negativity in the press around her. I wonder if that played a part in it. Maybe it's because of the new sound. Maybe some of the fans didn't like that. Um, But also, I don't think she's had that many number ones, especially in the UK. I can probably think of like three, four... She's probably had plenty of number twos, all the hotels she stayed in. I think she goes down to reception if she's got someone else staying in the room with her because it's a bit close. The ensuite is just a bit close to the double bed. Dan, it sounds like you're talking from personal experience. Uh, there were loads of dance remixes for this one from the likes of Cascade, Paul Oakenfold, Paul Van Dyke, Paul Daniels, Paul Chuckle, Paul from S Club 7 and Paula Abdul. And Junior Vasquez, uh, Seiji... Uh, and Maurice Joshua as well, whoever he is. I think for me, this track does signify, regardless of what was going on in her personal life, kind of Britney entering her imperial phase. Yeah, and this was album number five, wasn't it? So I think she's released another at least five since then, but it definitely feels like it was her stepping out of that early pop princess thing. Shall we move on to track two now? A grand idea, Will. So track two is... Piece of me. You want a piece of me. You want a piece of me. You want a piece of me. So, track number two there, Piece of Me, which I believe as well, Will, I'm very pleased to announce, was also single number two. Ah, oh, just how we like it. Uh, I preferred this, I, pref- I still do, I prefer this to the first, I prefer this to Give Me More. Really? And I think, uh, like me, Dan, you probably, whenever this used to come on, you always used to sing along loudly to the chorus. Yeah. 
I miss his lifestyles of the rich and famous. You want a piece of me. I miss his, oh my God, that Britney's shameless. And we do like a self-referencing song, don't we? Um, I just love the start to it. It was, you know, it's one of those songs when it starts, you know exactly what it is because it doesn't sound like anything else. Definitely. I love as well how it really, if it's a perfect follow-on from Give Me More, which I should point out, I think Give Me More is my favourite song on the album and possibly my favourite Britney song ever. So, but this is uh, another great single. Um, it follows on, but it is not the uh, the same team behind this one. This one is Bloodshy and Avant, who we have spoken about many times before. Most recently, I think, with Kai. Did they work in Kylie with Kylie? But they've certainly worked with many track by track favorites, including Madonna. They have worked with Kylie, yes, and on some other Britney tracks. One of their earlier songs, actually, Will, was with uh, Samantha Mumba. Ah, oh. they did I'm Right Here with Samantha Mumba. They did Supernatural with Sugar Babes. And they did a lot on uh, Miss Dynamite's debut album as well. Teehee. <laughs> Something tickled you. This was critically acclaimed, this single, particularly for the content of it. Um, and I'm going to refer to our friends at Digital Spy again. Alex Fletcher. Nick, Nick was probably on, must have been on holiday that week. Annual leave, yeah. Um, said it was a two-fingered salute to the media hounds. Well, too right as well, yeah. Because there's a line about the paparazzi flipping her or something like that, isn't there? And I do like the fact that it's saying something, but it's also a great pop song at the same time as well. Yeah. it's uh, No, it was a perfect follow-up because I think it almost just went back a little bit to a poppier sound to Gimme More, but still had this new attitude as well. And the paparazzi that she was talking about, actually, we should mention this here and now and get out of the way. Uh, part of that paparazzi... Could well have been a Mr. Perez Hilton, who was accused, you're shaking your head, Will, and you're right to do so. Uh, he was accused of leaking this album, which um, which I think he actually did leak a lot of the songs on the album. Which, I wouldn't put it past him. No, I wouldn't put many things past him, Will, to be honest, which led to it being released uh, earlier than initially planned. Uh, I, I didn't know much about him. But I did see him a few years ago when he went on Celebrity Big Brother and quite a nasty piece of work, actually. Yeah, I know. And we do use joke with those words sometimes about, about people and each other. But he really does sit, come across like that. Like a Dan Wooten or Wooten character. Oh, yes. I never know how to say his name. But, oh, well, just, don't, just don't say it. No, just he who shall not be named. Awful. People whose careers are built on bringing other people down. Uh, and you're listening to Track by Track. <laughs> uh, and we like to build each other up and the artists that we talk about. Yes, we do. Particularly new artists. Are you talking about Track by Track's new music drop? I am, Dan. Uh, every Saturday, we cover eight to ten new tracks from artists that we love, that we think you'll love. Join us at the weekend. So back to Britney Love. And, Will, should we move on to track three? Well, no, just to say, first of all, Dan, this got to number two in the UK singles chart. So it actually got higher. So the record-buying public agree with me. Uh, is that that's not based on sales though? Well, that's just based on chart positions. I'd like you to dig a little deeper if you don't mind. Uh, we don't do that sort of thing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Surface level all the way, <laughs> if possible. Um, so let's move on. In that case, uh, track number three now is Radar. And when you walk, when you walk, and when you talk. 
Will, that was Radar track three, not single three, although it was initially planned to be single three. Interesting story with this, isn't it? Because this wasn't actually a single, well, it was a single, but it wasn't actually a single for this album campaign. It was actually a single for Circus. Yeah, so it's strange how that's worked out. But um, what do you think of the song? I do like it. It's not as strong as the first two tracks on the album. Um, and it has this kind of cyclical um, rhythm to it where you've got that. I'm not sure what that sound is. Like, dun, dun. The dong dong, the boom boom. The boom boom sounds. The boom boom, the boom, you, boom sounds. Do you like the boom boom at the weekend? Uh, but no, I, it is good. It was the fourth single uh, to be released uh, from Circus and it was a bonus track on that, on that album as well as being an album track on Blackout. Strange. How, what, what's the, the wonderful, weird that? and wonderful world of pop music, isn't it? Mm, it's baffling. So this one was another Bloodshy and Avant track, as well as being co-written and co-produced by The Clutch. The Clutch is, of course, Will, that bag that you insist on carrying around with you everywhere you go. But it is also the uh, collective of songwriters and producers, including um, Kerry Hilson uh, and many others, uh, and they've written for people including Mary J. Blige, Timberland, Brittany, Danity Kane. Are you au fait with Danity Kane? I'm not au fait with Danity Kane. I don't know him. Uh, I think it's a girl group. Bob. It is a girl group. He's joking. <laughs> uh, and also Chris Cornell's Part of Me. Do you remember that one? Yes. I really enjoyed that song. A bit much. But his fans hated it because it was a very different sound. Uh, you might be interested to know this got to number 46 in the UK singles chart when it was released. 46, mm. it was a different time, wasn't it? It was that... a different time. <laughs> or also, it, it was from an album that was released before the album that it was released as a single from. So I'm not surprised it didn't go to number one in that case. It doesn't strike me. It does, I think an album track was the right mark for it. It doesn't, it doesn't scream single, does it? No. And I know that's what you do when you're single. You go run down the street screaming, <laughs> I'm single. I'm free. <laughs> Right, do you want another single, Will? Let's 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 get one on. This is Break the Ice. That's a different sound again there. Feels much more kind of R&B, sort of urban. Yeah. And this is, again, this is with Danger and Beans. That sounds like a, another crime-fighting duo. We do keep finding them on this podcast, don't we? Um, so, yeah, the same team behind Give Me More. And I think it does have more of that, that vibe and that R&B thing that you said there, but also very electronic as well with the synths. But it does sound like a sort of Timberland production. Yeah. And Danger is, uh, he worked a lot with Timberland. Uh, and I think Jim Beans did as well. So I think I think it's maybe a protege. Will, can yes. we talk about Britney's vocal? Yes. Now, Britney is not known, and I'm sure she'll be the first to say this, and I'm sure her fans, in fact, I'm very good friends with a super fan, a stan even, you might say, of hers. They'd be the first to admit Britney's not the strongest singer in the world. But I love her vocal on this song. I think it's amazing what they can do in the studio these days, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and that, but that's fine. 
Well, it is fine because Nothing that's the end product, that. isn't it? That's the that's music production in the noughties. Yeah. But she does something great on this song when she's kind of reaching notes or, you know, she might be getting helped along the way. I, I don't really care. She's reaching notes that um, you don't often hear her hitting, particularly on a more upbeat song as well. So, yeah, I really, I really like her vocal on this. You, you know, have, have you ever seen Britney live, actually, Will? I haven't had the pleasure. I was quite tempted to go to Pride when she was there. I think it was, was it Clash with Glastonbury or something like that? Mm. I didn't get to go. But you and I should make a trip, shouldn't we, next time she's in town? Yes, go join the circus. Uh, that was a few albums ago, sadly. It'd be a different theme this time. Uh, and Dan, this... Uh, Nick's back from his holidays, and he says that this was uh, a booming slice of multi-layered electro R&B. And he's bang on the money there. Performance-wise, this did reasonably well. Got to number 15... Um, as ever, the diminishing returns of a single campaign once you've released an album played a part there, it feels like. Definitely. But there are some fantastic remixes of this track, including uh, one by Jason Nevins. I'm a huge fan of a Jason Nevins remix. Um, and also from Tracy Young. And we were only talking about her the other week on the new music drop because she's just remixed Tegan and Sarah. Exactly. Uh, I'd also love to talk about the video for this one. Do you remember that? No, it was a animation. Yes, like anime style video, um, which clearly, you know, she couldn't be asked to go make, go make a video for it. And no, no, no. I think that's unfair. I think she just wanted to try something different. Well, do you know what? It worked out well. It's a, it's a good video. Oh, okay. I, I was going for a positive there, Will, and you struck me down as you always do. No, no. I saw it's the heat. It's very hot here today when we're recording, it's listeners. No, no. So many times it's like I'm in Jim from Vic of Dibley in here. No, 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 no. Parking is allowed on the upper field. So, track number five now. This is Heaven on Earth. Heaven and Earth there, Dan, my favourite track on the album. Is it really? Mm. It is a great song, actually. It's very, it does feel a little bit more poppy again after Break the Ice being a little bit more like electro R&B. It feels like a poppy little banger. It's also got a great outro. The last minute, 30 seconds to a minute, is really nice as well. I wonder if that's the part that our listeners will hear on the episode. Well, I don't know because it doesn't give a good representation of the track. It's just a personal favourite of mine and I'm not selfish. Uh, Oh, New year, new you, starting today. <laughs> uh, but no, I love it. I love the electro-pop sensibilities of that. And I think I do like it because it is the poppiest uh, bit towards electro-pop that this album has to offer. Yeah. So behind this song were Freesha, who were made up of Nick Huntington and Michael McGroty uh, from California. As well as writing for other people, they also released uh, five of their own albums uh, and several other releases. Will, are you f- familiar with Freesia? I'm not familiar, uh, but I do like Freesias. What's a Freesia? A flower. Oh, is that a hint? I do like a bouquet of flowers. And you really did miss the boat a couple of weeks ago with the 100th album. Oh, I'm so sorry. Normally you'd turn up here with a bunch of flowers and then 
Take them back with you. <laughs> you like the local florist around here. What's it called again? Uh, Flowers by Jane. I think I thought it was Aldi, actually. <laughs> uh, also on Songwriting Duty, we've got Nicole Moria. Now, Nicole uh, has written for the likes of Britney, of course. We're also Ellie Golding, Demi Lovato, Tom Jones. It's not unusual. <laughs> and uh, one that you'll be very pleased with. She wrote for Iconopop, the track We Got the World. Ah, oh, another track that was really trying to recapture the success of I Love It. Oh, and that is lovely. Uh, but yeah, it's a great song. It's a great album track. It definitely is an album track. It wouldn't have worked as a single. It's a great album track. Uh, Dan, next track, track number six now, is what you said to the boy from the chip shop uh, after hours uh, when he was scrubbing the floor. Get naked. I got a plan. I'm crazy as a... Despite your disgusting intro to the song, that is my favourite album track on the album. It's great, isn't it? And I always forget, because I think the title is slightly crass, Yes. how good the track actually is. Mm. And then it starts with that beat, and I immediately, my shoulders start bouncing. Um, and then there's just that wonderful into the chorus bit is just fantastic. The male vocal on that song is amazing. Mm. I think that adds a real great element to this track we do like the addition of a male member (laughs) Uh, behind this one again producing this one is danger and beans so it does again have that more r&b electro feel to it but i think yeah it's just got that like you said your shoulders move because it's got such a fantastic bass it's very it is very Timberland without Timberland being involved. It is very like the way I are or something like that, where you just cannot help but want to dance to it. Also, there's a wonderful um, electric piano keyboard, if you will, yes. uh, running through there as well. That's just very infectious. Very high pitch. High, very high. Yeah. If you uh, couldn't hear your, your top ends, you wouldn't be able to get that one. But it's uh... almost as high pitched as you when you step on a plug. <laughs> Electrical plug. Yes. Electrical to be plug. Quite clear. Because you have got a collection. Next song. So let's go on to track number seven now, and this is Freak Show. Freak Show there. What? That's a great album track. And I know we said that a few times now this episode. Well, it is. And it's one of those ones that's quite fun. Like the, the lyrical content talking about a freak show. Of course, she would go on to do the whole circus thing. Um, so I quite like that. It's not kind of like some love song or something like that. And this is one of two Britney co-writes on the album as well. 
And it's a bit dubstepy as well, I would say. I think you're quite right there, Will, actually, yeah. And that could be because behind this one it is the return of the fantastic combination of Bloodshy and Avant and also The Clutch. So uh, many collaborators on this one, but all helping to create something great. Yeah, for the greater good. Mm. For the many, not the few. I think that one's been used, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Track number eight now, and we're on to Toy Soldier. So that was Toy Soldier. Actually, when we first announced that song, I thought it was going to go into something like Eminem's Toy Soldiers. Remember that one? Yes. And well, fortunately, this is very different. I love this one, Dan. It's great. It's really, there's a lot going on in this one, isn't there? I love the marching beat to it, which fits with the soldier theme. Dan, and I'm sure we've all been looking for our Toy Soldier at some point. Well, yes. Well, you're probably quite right there. Yeah. Did you, have you, have you found yours? Yes. Yeah. And so have you. Where do you keep your toy? Top drawer or? I bottom drawer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love the energy to it, but also Britney's vocals are really fun through this. Yeah. It feels like she really enjoyed this one. Yeah, you can imagine. Not a... that she hasn't enjoyed all the other ones. No, it's never a chore. It's never a chore. But you can imagine bopping around the vocal booth to this one, can't you? Um, and yes, yeah, stomping around almost, like marching. The synths as well. The synth kind of squelch and all these kind of little like, mini explosions going off for this one. It's... Uh... Yeah, it's a real celebration of, I guess, her new attitude. This has got a, a new songwriter on this one. This is not a new songwriter, but a new songwriter to the album, Sean Garrett. Now, Sean Garrett has written some huge songs. Leslie's son. Mm, oh, maybe, actually. I can't say 100% if that's true or not true. Probably not. Uh, he has co-written Usher's Yeah, um, Kelly's Bossy, Pussycat Dolls' Buttons, Miley Cyrus' Uh, SMS Bangers, Destiny's Child, Lose My Breath, Beyonce, Ring the Alarm, uh, Ricky Martin, I Don't Care. is uh, written his fair share of hits. In fact, he, um, he produced 18 number one singles in seven years of producing music, which put him at uh, fifth on the on Billboard's list of producers with the most number one hits. This has been a paid promotion for... <laughs> <laughs> Did he give you a bung? A what? <laughs> a what? A bung. Oh, no, 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 no. Did he pay you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Track number nine now. Uh, very appropriate, actually, for today. This is Hot As Ice. That was track nine, Hot as Ice. And as you mentioned before, Will, on day of recording, it is hot as the sun in here, isn't it? 
It is, uh, uh, but it has to be said about Hot as Ice, the track, it's got a brilliant chorus to it. It has. It mentioned something about never, never being to heaven or never going to heaven. Have you ever been to heaven, the nightclub? No. No? Not for you? Well, I went once during the day and it smells of bleach. Yes. <laughs> and I was there with you. Um, but maybe a few other times. I, I like with this song that it feels quite playful. The beat and the, the chorus and the kind of the break it down repetition. Um, it feels like, again, it's not a single. It's very much an album track, but it feels very, it's still uplifting. I think it's still a quality pop song. Um, I think um, instinctively found myself moving to this one. Instinctively, involuntarily. Yes, it might be my uh, my back spasms again, and I'm not sure. Or well, early onset uh, Parkinson's. Oh, let's hope not. Uh, this one also features on songwriting duties T Pain. Have we talked about him before? I don't think so, Dan. What's the what's the intel? Uh, T-Pain is a huge uh, American, uh, not in size, but in uh, status, American rapper, singer, songwriter, and has also collaborated with the likes of Kanye West, Chris Brown, Boo, and uh, Flo Rider on Low. Now, Dan, although I don't dislike this track, I could probably take it or leave it. I think there are a number of uh, unreleased, finalized tracks that could have been on here, and I want to highlight just one that I think would be a great replacement. So let's have a little bit of this uh, could have been from Britney for the Blackout album. This is All That She Wants. So, Dan, your ears don't deceive you. That is Britney covering and expanding and making her own all that she wants from Ace of Base. What an interesting approach. Yeah, this is the first I've heard of this, Will. Um, that made me sound like I was really mad about it. But, uh, no, it's great. I think um, Ace of Base, because they, were they big in the States? I think they I were, think they had they? some success in the States. Yeah, certainly with the earlier stuff. So yeah, it's great that I, I you know I do wonder if uh, how that came about. Did Britney like the song? Did she suggest it? Who knows? But I think it's uh, I think it's great. It's a shame it didn't make it on the album. There is a song on the album or certain versions, isn't there, that also uh, samples another well-known song. But we'll probably get to that a little bit more later. Oh, intriguing. Mm. Further listening mm-hmm. on its way. Let's move on now uh, to the next track on the album. So this is track number ten now. Ooh. Ooh, baby. What a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. This, for me, this track is just more of the same. I don't know. It doesn't really do anything new. It doesn't excite me as much as some of the other tracks we've talked about on this album. Um, so let's look at the artwork. You have got, it's Britney. Bitch. Uh, she's got a hat on. She's holding her hat on. Must have been windy in the studio that day. 
And she's fashioning some long black hair to match blackout as the name. I think it's a wig, to be honest, Will. Okay. <laughs> wig watch. <laughs> a new regular feature well, on the podcast. Semi-regular. Um, and you've got kind of squares at angles in yellow and orange and red behind her. I, I, I don't love this artwork, Will, I'm going to be honest. I do really like the album and a lot about it, but... It's like the um, Give Me More video and like the styling on that, on Britney, actually, it all feels a bit cheap and rushed. And if there's anything that's cheap and rushed around here, it's our podcast, not Britney Spears' Blackout album. <laughs> How dare you? No, we spend a lot of time we lovingly do. crafting this podcast. Yeah. Dan, what do you think of this track? Uh, I, I think this was the perfect time to talk about the artwork. It's not a bad song, but it's... Um, it doesn't stand out in comparison to some of those other wonderful singles and album tracks. This one features a new name to the podcast, Fred Wreck. And Fred Wreck has... Fred West! Fred... <laughs> no, we're actually doing a special on him next week. Some of his favourite songs. He has... Fred West's Desert Island Discs. <laughs> <laughs> Join Lauren Laverne this Sunday <laughs> on Radio 4. So Fred Wreck has produced for the likes of Ice Cube and Lil' Kim an exhibit and some real kind of hip-hop artists like that. But also, Hilary Duff. Ah. Are you a fan? I am. Of the, I'm a fan of the Duff. The yeah. Duffster. I, I don't know any Duff. We, are we putting her on the long list? Uh, we'll talk about this offline. Okay. It's a longer conversation. So, track number 11 now. And this is Perfect Lover. <laughs> That was the penultimate track, Perfect Lover, and I'm very pleased to announce that Danger and Beans are back for that track. And you can tell, can't you? Without me even saying that, you just knew that that was their version. Yeah, it's really good. Really nice track. Not petering out, actually. No. And Dan, in in keeping with this track, Perfect Lover, can you think about... Question for you. Yeah, I know. I'm dreading it. Who was your... No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you answer that question. Yeah, uh, another one for offline. Maybe we'll do a Instagram live and I'll reveal all. Oh, we've been talking about doing that. We'd love to know if uh, if there's an audience for it. Yes. Does anyone give a shit about <laughs> <laughs> what we have to say on about us when we're not talking about an album or new music? Mm. Do let us know. I mean, I don't. Track by so. track, UK. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great song. It's a great sound. You're in agreement, Will? Yes. So let's see if that continues with the last song on the album. This is Why Should I Be Sad? So why should I be sad there? Uh, the last track on the album proper. And what a cool, breezy, funky number to end the album on. It is. And I did think for a second, I thought, oh, God, has it petered out, actually? Because it's it's quite different to the rest of the sounds we've heard. It's kind of, it's, 
it's it's got its similarities, but as as a one cohesive track, it does feel much more sparse to a lot of the fuller, again, electro hip hop sounds that we've heard throughout this album. Some on the poppy side of things as well. But actually, yeah, I think it, it closes it really well. This one is produced by the Neptunes, which is of course Pharrell Williams, and, and you can hear Chad him in Hugo. there. Yes, he name checks. He calls Britney. Ah, Britney Love. Does he say? Probably not. A out, Britney Love. You're out, right, Love. You're out, right, Cocker. Um, they've, they, of course, have worked together before on Boys. Are you a fan of that one? Yes. Yeah. You a fan of Boys? No. Uh, oh, I thought you... Men. Confusing. <laughs> Men with Ven. So, thankfully, yet again, Will, an album of Track by Track in 2020 has not petered out. So, Dan, just got a couple of things um, for you. First of all, I didn't mention it earlier, and I was just confirming this a uh, piece of me was originally recorded as a demo by robin oh and you can still hear her on backing vocals i just wanted to mention that because i know wow. our listeners would enjoy that pop pop fact pop fact and i had no idea so thank you for sharing that and then i also want to mention about the album and how it did and how it was received so first and foremost it was a big hit of an album it got to number two in both the uk and u.s album chart and it was, as we said at the start, it was critically lauded as one of her best. So, for example, uh, Guardian gave it four out of five. Uh, Rolling Stone gave it three and a half. And New York Times gave a very positive review. Um, it was only NME that gave it four out of ten. But uh, obviously, we're still raw about the review, the rating they gave the Pet Shop Boys Behaviour album. Yeah, and also, who? Uh, that's quite mean, actually, because we do want print publications to keep on going. And yes. it's such well, it's really sad to see NME go digital completely. Or maybe if they were a bit more positive about some of the albums they reviewed, more people would have wanted to... Oh, Dan, you're still it. very negative. Very negative well, in it's factor. Well, it's heat, Will. It's very hot when we're recording today. So let's get on with further listening. Yes. And uh, further listening this week, we are going to be uh, taking inspiration from the rest of this album campaign. So B-sides, remixes, bonus tracks. Dan, kick us off, please. Thank you, Will. So I would love to talk about a Jason Nevins remix. I mentioned it before. I love his remixes. He's done some amazing stuff. Of course, his Run DMC remix of It's Like That. (laughs) (laughs) He also did a fantastic version of Duran Duran's Sunrise. And this is his take on Break the Ice. I just love that the song already was like full of electro moments, but it's more on the R&B side of electric. It's quite chilled in a way, actually. And I love how this just takes it to the club. Will, are you a fan of this remix? It's a perfectly serviceable clubby remix of a great pop song. It's probably the best thing I've got to say. What more What more could you want? Well, exactly. I, I danced to it. Yep. I had not, not today. It's too hot, but I would dance yeah. to it. Will, what have you got for us? Uh, so for me, I'm going with a bonus track that was also B-side to a single from this album campaign. This is Everybody. Everybody 
So Dan, surprise! There's a cut. It's a cover slash sample. It kind of falls in a bit of a middle ground there, doesn't it? Does I love it? I think that might be my favourite song of the episode, apart from the two before that are sort of my favourites. <laughs> How do you think she fares with the Eurythmic sample? Well, you know the the original is an absolute classic, isn't it? And I, I'm a huge fan of the Eurythmic, so I couldn't possibly say it was better. But I think she does it justice. I think. Uh, it's great that it's not just a cover, that it is its own thing as well. There's, there's an element of it. There's something about the melody that reminds me of You Drive Me Crazy as well. Almost a mashup then, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny, isn't it, that this, which features a really prominent cover slash sample, was relegated to a bonus track slash B-side. Mm. The, I guess because of the rhythmic sample, it maybe it feels a bit poppier. And maybe for that reason, it didn't quite fit in with the album proper. True, very true. But it's a great, it's a, it really is a great song. I really enjoyed that. And I think a great place to leave today's episode as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed our first, first conversation on Britney. I'm sure we're going to come back again. There's much more we could talk about, other albums we could talk about. Uh, so do let us know your thoughts on Britney uh, on the episode uh, at Track by Track UK on socials. And do make sure to join us on Saturday for Track by Track's new music drop. We mentioned it earlier in the episode. This is where we celebrate the best of the new music, like back in the day when Britney was just about to drop Baby One More Time. And if you have a second to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we would absolutely love you, Baby, one more time. (laughs) And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next? Yep. So next time, oh my God, we're going to be in September. We are talking about the debut album from a New Zealand former trio, now duo. It's kind of electro rock and uh, it turns 10. Wow, I'm looking forward to this one. Big Mm, fan. Yeah. Uh, So a hint of a tease there. To say anything more would be to give it away. Thanks for listening. Until next time. I've been Danger. And I've been Annie Lennox. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bitch.